It's our privilege to make these messages available to you. We pray that the Word of God will richly bless you. Well, let's get it right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. Going open your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 11. Praise the Lord. It's not Hagen, chapter 11, even though Brother Hagen <laughs> preaches out of it quite a bit. And while you're opening up to Mark, chapter 11, I'm going to give you the announcements. Uh, we're going to have a young adults event this Friday, June 20th. Uh, it's the Life Conference at Lakewood Church. See Gabe or Ben for more information if any of you young adults want to go. No matter how young you are. I don't know. There's a, see those guys. They'll help you out. We're having Greg Fritz on Sunday, uh, June 22nd, and all three services. Man, come ready. He's, he's, he's got some fire in him. I've, I've uh, seen a few things of him here recently on the Internet. And... Uh, Come ready to roll. He's got, some, he's got some revival burning on the inside of him. Amen. Uh, our Kid Current is having a bake sale on Sunday, uh, June 29th, after both AM services. Uh, so if you hadn't had enough sweet stuff yet, we're having one more bake sale before they all go to camp. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and there's a sign-up sheet at the Visitor Center for those who wish to donate uh, at the bake sale or to volunteer to help. Amen. We always need help. Amen, and it's good to help what God is doing. Amen. Mark chapter 11, and we're going to start in verse 1, which is kind of an odd place to start, but uh, I, I, just the Lord has been talking with me and dealing with me and just, you know, a few conversations that I've had with some folks, um, you know, just about faith, and, and Pastor Rusty's been teaching on faith, but faith to step into the supernatural. Amen? I mean, I mean if, if we don't have a supernatural church, what do we have? If God is who he says he is, and he is, he says that through us he'll heal the sick, through us he'll, he'll cleanse the lepers, he'll, through, through the message of the gospel, sinners are set free, yeah. drug addicts are, are, are set free, delivered, amen? We can cast out devils. Uh, Jesus said if we would go, he would do all these things through us. And, and it doesn't just mean go to Ireland or go, go to some foreign country. It means go out the door. Amen, because you're as much the church outside that door as you are in here. Amen, so that's my introduction. So let's, let's look here a little bit, and we're going we're gonna to meddle a little bit, if you don't mind. Everybody likes to meddle a little bit, don't they? It says, and uh, when they came to Jerusalem uh, unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples. Notice this is Jesus. He sent forth two of his disciples, two faithful people. He didn't just send anybody. Amen? He, he sent some people that were trustworthy. He sent some people that he, he knew he, he would listen to what he had to say and, he, and would take care of the task that he sent them to do. And Jesus said unto them, go, everybody say go. go. Amen, that's the first two letters in God's name is go. Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you enter into it, you shall find a colt tied thereon, never a man set. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do you, why do, you do this? Say unto him that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway uh, he will send hither. Good old King James. And the Bible says, and they went their way and found the colt tied at the door without in the place where two ways met. Everybody say where two ways met. 
So here these two disciples are sent by Jesus to go and get a colt that nobody has ever ridden on before. And, and they, Jesus is what? The Word of God. Amen? And Jesus sent them on an assignment. And they took off on this assignment. And they, it, it, you know, Jesus, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he knew that cult was going to be there. He knew there was going to be some opposition. And he told them exactly what they needed to know before they got there. Hello? Yeah. That's supernatural. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'll just tell you this. by The Holy, the Holy Ghost talks to you people. Do you recognize it? Do you, when, when, we, when I pray, every time we pray to open the service, I, I like to use that, that scripture out of uh, Proverbs. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. That's why I acknowledge, I acknowledge Jesus Christ as Savior every time I pray. I acknowledge him as a miracle worker. I acknowledge him as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And I acknowledge the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if you'll acknowledge him, then he will direct your path. But, but a lot of times we're too busy. We got a lot of stuff going on. I know everybody has stuff going on. Everybody has an excuse for not spending time with God and not spending time in the secret place where you can hear his voice. Every situation that's going on in this room right now, God has the answer. But will you take the time to listen to what he has to say? So these guys, God has, Jesus had spoken to them. He gave them the answer before they even got there. He said, when you get there, you're going to have a little opposition. But here's what you do. The Bible says, and they came in verse, in verse 6, it says, and they, uh, verse 5, it says, uh, and certain of them, wait, I'm in the wrong place. Verse 4, let's go back to verse 4. And they went their way, and they found the colt tied there uh, by the door in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. Now, now when, when you're operating in faith, when, when, when you have the Word of God, when, when Jesus has spoken, I mean, it's not Pastor Rusty, it's not, it's not Pastor Mark Brzee, it's not your favorite minister or somebody like that. You've heard from God. You, you have got in the Word of God and you've received from God the Word of God. You, it, it, it's not some assumption that you're making because some other uh, somebody got a miracle this way and you're taking step one, two, three, and four to their miracle. You know, none of that... that, that there, there are no how-tos in the Bible. Hello? There's no how-tos in the Bible. So Jesus just said, look, I'm giving you a, a, a direction. I'm giving you a, what, what's going to happen when you get there. I've already taken care of that. So you take off and you start heading in that direction. And they take off and they head that direction. And just as Jesus said, looky there, man, there's that colt. And there's a fork in the road, though. Because when it comes to faith, there's a point where you can either keep going on your trail or you can turn and walk on the trail of faith. You can walk on the path of faith. And a lot of times we miss it because when, we, when we're walking on the path of faith and we have the word of God uh, and, and God says, go and do something, it's a little ironic, it's a little different. And somebody will look at you and say, what do you mean you're going to that island church? What do you mean they laid hands on you and prayed for you? What does that mean? You speak in tongues. What's wrong with you? Let me hear you speak in tongues. Okay. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. I'm standing here today because of the Holy Ghost, because of the power of God. 
But there's a lot of times in our lives, listen, where we get the Word of God. I mean, we've got world-class Bible teacher here at this church, whether you know that or not. I mean, it, Pastor Rusty, he, he's one of my favorites. I, I enjoy traveling with him from time to time because sometimes he, like we'll go down to Nicaragua or, or, or some of these other places, and these jet guys just follow him around like little puppies. Just, just say something. Just tell me something. And, but, but the grace of God that's on him to minister to these people and talk to them, man, I just, I just want to sit there and weep. I, I, it's amazing. I'm like, where do you get that? Where do you get that? Where do you get that? And, and just the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God and the experience of, of knowing God, it, it, it's tremendous. But back to the, the story here. <laughs> It says, and certain of them stood there and said unto them, what doest thou loosen the colt? They're saying, what are you doing? Taking that colt. Well, Jesus said take it. Now, that don't mean you go out here and steal somebody's Escalade tonight. <laughs> or their Mercedes, amen. Well, Jesus told me I could have it. Yeah, you're going to have it in the county jail and before the night's out. If Jesus told you to get it, you can have it. But if he didn't, I don't think you're going to get it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But, but you've got to understand that any time that there's a word from God, any time that, that, that God speaks into your life, that, G, that, that Jesus ministers to you, there is going to be opposition. But don't get shook up because resistance causes strength. Yeah. Amen? Right. Everybody hollers and cries and... and and gets all upset when they get a little resistance in their life, when you, when you have a little trial, and you want an instant miracle to make, all, make the, this go away, make the headache go away. And, and we want that, amen? None of us want to have any kind of drama, any kind of mess in our lives. But, but the Bible says that the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. And, and I want to tell you something. This, this building situation that we're in, this land situation, that it's the trying of our faith. Amen. But I'll tell you what, we're going to come out, man, more pre it's going to be more precious than gold when we walk in that building because we're going to know that it's God that did it, that we heard from God. And there, there, there could be naysayers. There could be people that say, maybe, maybe that's, that's not uh, for Galveston Island. But what did Jesus say? Amen. We're not, we're not going to take the fork that says, uh, we're going to try something else. Because I imagine those, those disciples could have been walking down that road and they could have looked and said, there's that donkey there, but you know what? That Jesus guy, I don't know about him, man. Let's just keep on going down the road. We're going to go down here. There's a good restaurant in Jerusalem. We're going to go down there and eat. We laugh at that, but we do that a lot of times with our faith because there's always a point where your faith makes a demand on you. It'll make a demand on you to give. It'll make you a, it made a demand on me one time to walk out of a hospital. I mean, you, you turn around and walk out of MD Anderson Hospital and tell them I'm done with your treatment. Amen. It's, it's uh, you know, it's not just some light thing you do. I did it shiver, trembling, but I, but I heard from Jesus. I heard, I, I took the time to hear from God. I spent time up, up in our bedroom upstairs and I got in the word of God and, 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 and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, don't ask me for what I've already given you. He's already given me healing. He's already given me health. He's already given me prosperity. Quit begging God for what he's already given you. So I said, well, what do I do? And, and on the inside, I just said, pray for wisdom. 
ask God for wisdom. I said, okay, God, I ask you for wisdom. And the, the Spirit of God spoke up on the inside of me. He said, this is your path right here to walk out. Yeah. And so I started walking down that path. I'd taken four chemotherapies. I had a hole in my chest. I had, oh, man, I had so many. I, I was taking pills to counteract the pills uh, of the pills that I was taking. It was, you know, it just, it got to the point where I was, I was really going down quick. And so the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you're just as healed as you are saved. And I said, amen. I am just as healed as I am saved. That was after the fourth treatment. And they gave me, they, they, they ran tests on me. They couldn't find any more cancer in my body, any more cells. But the doctor, thank God for doctors. Nothing wrong with doctors. They do, they do what the best they can. They practice medicine. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. It's the best the world has. Thank God for them. They told me, you know, I need to take 12 treatments, and I need to take like 32 radiation treatments. So I, I uh, heard what he said. I was real shook up about going in there and trying to talk to this guy. I mean, here's this guy with, you know, 18 years of education. He's an oncologist. He's at the top cancer hospital in the world, and I'm going to go in there and tell him what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I, work, uh, I work at uh, Texas City Harbor. <laughs> I'm going to go tell this guy what I'm going to do. Huh? But I heard from Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and I went ahead and I took another treatment, and it like to, took me out. And then two weeks later, I took another one, and I thought, man, I'm turning around and going back where that donkey is. Yeah. Amen. I'm getting, I'm getting off my road. I'm going to obey what God has told me. I'm going to obey my faith. And, and me and Pat, we just walked into that guy's office and said, look, I'm not taking any more of these treatments. And I didn't do it because of Brother Hagin's faith. I didn't do it because of Pastor Rusty's faith. I took the time to hear from God. And when I took the time to hear from God, listen, God supernaturally healed me. And from that day to this, I'm whole. I'm healed. I'm, I'm, I thank God for my healing. Amen? So, so you've got to understand that, listen, God wants to operate supernaturally in every one of our lives. God, do, God doesn't, Paul talked about, actually Gamal was talking about the, the people that were, uh, uh, in the book of Acts, that were saved and, and filled with the Holy Ghost and were doing miracles. And, and Gamal said this. He said uh, that they won't be like mere men. I don't want to be just a mere man. I don't want to be just a good old Christian, good old moral guy, you know, good old boy you can trust and all that. I, we need to be those things. All those things are great. But I want to have the power of God in a greater way in my life. I'm not satisfied where I am. I don't know about you. So, with that in mind, we see that there's opposition to what Jesus is calling us to do. But God is speaking to you, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you to step out into the things of the Spirit. There, there's, there's people in here right now that, that when the Spirit of God is moving and Pastor Rusty will just say, just be quiet, just be quiet a little bit, just pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Then you say, okay, who has that message in tongues? You're, you, you've been churning inside out for the last four or five years, but you hadn't responded. Why? You know, we sang that song today, it's all about Jesus. You know, don't worry about how you look. Quit worrying about being embarrassed. Yeah. Embarrassment has a lot to do with pride. You know, maybe sometimes you might need your little flesh embarrassed. Yeah. Amen. 
it'll help humble you. I've, I've been embarrassed a time or two. But, uh, you know, God will never embarrass you. And, and here's the deal. When you step out in faith, God will be there to hold you up. But here's the other deal. You've got to be willing to fail. What if I do it and I fail? What if I do it and I mess up? What if, what if I lift my hand and Brother Rusty doesn't recognize me? Well, just lift it up the next time you get that unction on the inside of you. Amen? Don't let fear stop you. Flip, flip over the book of 2 Timothy. And we're going to go right where you think we are. 2 Timothy chapter 5. I'll tell you, I thank God for my, my Pentecostal heritage. Amen. I thank God that I had a grandmother that prayed in tongues so long that, that most preachers wouldn't come over and hang out too long with her because she'd wear their knees out. Amen. <laughs> and I had a mother that was an intercessor, and I had a godly father. Amen. And, and a godly wife and a godly brother and a, and a godly sister-in-law and a godly sister and a, and, and, and a family that loves God. Amen. And, and listen, you can start that legacy in your, your household tonight. Just because you don't have that legacy doesn't mean that God can't use you. But 2 Timothy chapter 1. 5. Well, that's why I got you there, Mama. Keep me, keep me straight. Verse 5. See, if you'd been in the Spirit, you'd have known. Verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. It says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, speaking to Timothy, Paul is saying, There is faith in you, which dwelled first in your grandmother Lois, that was my grandmother's name, and in your mother Eunice. Now, if that was Grammy's name, she would have never told us. It says, And is, I'm persuaded that is in you also. Uh, listen to this in the Amplified. I'm calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith the leaning on of your entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. A faith that first uh, was predominant, predominantly, permanently uh, in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am fully persuaded it dwells in you. Verse 6 says this in the Amplified. That is why I would remind you to stir up and rekindle the embers, fan the, fan, into, uh, fan the flame of and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by the means of laying on of hands, which those of the elders uh, at your ordination. What he was saying there was this. He's saying, look, he's saying, Timothy, he said, look, you've got a, you've got a heritage. Your, your, your grandmother was Holy Ghost. Amen. Your mama was full of the Holy Ghost. She was full of faith. She was full of the Word of God. Amen. And he says, now I know that's in you. And he says, we laid our hands on you and there was an impartation. You have a heritage of faith, but now there's something that's been imparted unto you. But what are you doing with it? And he says, Fan, he didn't say, I'm going to lay my hands on you again and cause that thing to fire back up. Hello. He's, he told Timothy to fan into flames the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Who's going to do it? 
You're going to do it. Amen. Verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. The Amplified says this, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving, cringing, and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm, well-balanced, and disciplined and self-controlled mind. That's the kind of mind I want to have. God has, listen, fear does the exact opposite. Fear paralyzes you. Fear will stop you. And for some reason, I think Timothy was starting to kind of back away because, because, you know, we're real smart here in 2014 and we've got some good church programs out there. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. There, there's some really good things that we could do you know, to advertise and, 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 and market. And, and, there's all, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of that kind of stuff. I just don't see it in the book of Acts. And the sign of a healthy church, a sign of a healthy sheep is this. It's reproduction. Producing uh, wool and then reproducing. But listen, you're not going to reproduce if you're full of fear. You're not going to spend time with God if you're full of fear. You're not going to worship. You can't worship God and have fear in your heart. Why? Because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But of power. That word power is the word dunamis. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You're full of the Holy Ghost. Listen, you've got that power on the inside of you. Don't let the... I love what, what Pastor preached a couple of weeks ago about David. And about being a confrontational Christian. Too many Christians are just milk toast, got milk toast for a backbone. And all the devil has to do is say boo and they're run and they're gone. That this ain't that way here at Island Church. And, and I like the word that we're taught here. Listen, we are challenged to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Be a fighter. Stand your ground. Say, devil, you've come this far and you're not coming any further. When you get out there on your job, when you get out there in the community, listen, be a witness for God. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'll speak the gospel, listen, God will confirm the word of God. Either that or you just got some mental argument that you're out there trying to win an argument, some religious argument with somebody, and that don't amount to a hill of beans. I tell you what amounts to a hill of beans when you show up and you got the Holy Ghost with you. You show up, you got the power of God on the inside of you. You show up, you got the love of God on the inside of you. You show up, you got something. Amen. Glory. Woo! I got something. Amen. Say that. Say, I got something. Oh, that's weak. Come on. Dear God, man. I, you sound like you got something, all right? What do you got? You got the Holy Ghost. You got the gifts of the Spirit. You got the angels of God. You got the name of Jesus. You've got all the word of God. You just, what are you doing with what you've got? What are you doing with it? I told you I was going to go to Medellin. I, I went to, I, I go to the county jail. We, we, me and Brother go, Roland go pretty regular. And, and, uh, but 
I've, I've been going for like 20 years, and for the first time in 20 years, uh, I went to this certain uh, pod, and I, I ministered. Sometimes when we don't have enough ministers, we'll do two different pods. Each pod has about 48 guys. We get about between 8 and 12 guys out of that pod in a room to minister to. Uh, so I was assigned a pod, and I ministered in that one, and I left, and I went into another pod, and everybody's in lockdown. The pod itself is about as big as this room, and there's walls. How many? How many? No, don't lift your hand. <laughs> Gonna run a background check on you. <laughs> I know what it looks like. But uh, anyway, I digress. But I, I walked in, and there was an officer in there, and he said, "He said all these guys are in lockdown." He said, "But if you want to talk to some of them, go ahead." And I've never, I've never gone cell to cell. To, they're locked down inside a metal door with a window that's about maybe 12 by 12. And you walk in there and there's a small 8 by, probably 8 by 6 cell and a human being in there. And a bed and a sink and a toilet. And so I walked up to the first one. And I looked in there. And there's an individual in there looking back at me. And the Holy Ghost began to speak to me. Hallelujah. And I said, how's it going, man? That ain't going too good, brother. I said, well, I'll tell you, man, God loves you, man. He cares about you. And I want to tell you, man, there's people praying for you. People love you. People care about you. And I just began to minister by the Holy Ghost. I can't even remember. I, I went window to window to window. Some of them I, God had a word for. Others I just kind of blessed them and kept moving. But I had something. That's exciting. I, I, I ministered to this one guy, something about stealing. I didn't even know what I said, something about, about stealing or something like that. That guy just started weeping and crying. And, and, and he said, how did you know that? How did you know that? I told him, I didn't know it. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost knows. The Holy Ghost loves people. But you've got to get your boots out there on the playing field. You've got to get out there where the people are. It's not about getting together. We love to get together as believers and stuff and have religious conversation and all that. But, but what good is it doing if people are dying and going to hell? So I exhort you tonight. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You know, uh, Solomon prayed when, when he became the leader of Israel. And, and he, he said, God, he said, he said I'm not much. He said, I need your help. Give me wisdom to guide this. He asked for wisdom to guide the people of Israel. And one translation said this. He asked for a hearing ear. Listen, do you have a hearing ear? Do you take the time to just stop and just listen and say, God, what are you saying to me? God, what is your plan? What is your purpose? What is your will for me? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Where do I need to go? Who needs, who needs some help today? I, I like what, what I, I, one, uh, some people that I, I kind of follow after, they've, they've got a, a saying that says, go after the one. Just, just talk to one person a day. There's somebody today that God put on your path. There's somebody, I, I mean, here they walk, they walk in the door all the time battered, bruised, messed up, in trouble, but they get answers. 
We just, we just had an answer to, today. We, we ministered to a young lady that was in big trouble, big trouble. And we were able to minister to her, and she got mercy. Praise God. Praise God. But who did you encounter today? Who came across your path today that maybe they, just, they took their last breath? Not many minutes after they left your presence. And you were the last one. You were the stop sign to stop them from going off into an eternity of flame and torment. Sober in thoughts. But if God is who he says he is, and he is, and if Jesus suffered on the cross so that all men, all women, all boys and girls can come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, if he poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost and filled believers with power to be witnesses, he paid a tremendous price so that we could be a vessel that is clean, that is meat for the master's use. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah, the Bible says there was a fountain that was opened in David that cleansed the sin of the people, and that's Jesus. And once he's cleansed you, he wants to fill you. Why? So he can take and pour you out to a thirsty world. Amen. Praise God. Is that good for tonight? Amen. Let's just let's all stand and just lift our hands and thank God for the word. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, our heart is stirred, God. Lord, as as, as Pastor Rusty and Miss Leah and as Breland, Lord, are in a foreign country and preaching the gospel, Lord, we lift them up to you, God. Father, we thank you for the anointing, God. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Father, I thank you that that nation, once again, is shaken. Lord, not by Rusty Martin, Lord, not by, not by, by Brother Mark Brazier, by any of these men, but shaken by the Word of God in their mouth, God, by the power of the Holy Ghost as they have submitted themselves in ministry to you. God, I thank you, Lord, for blessing, blessing them while they're there. Father, we pray over Island Church. Father, we say, Father, in Jesus' name, that, Lord, that we will stir up the gift of God that's in us. Lord, we will fan into flame once again. Lord, where there's been apathy and complacency, Lord, we repent. Lord, we say, stir us up. Stir us up fresh and new, God. Lord, give us a heart for the lost. Lord, let us see people, God, the way you see them. Not as sinners, but just as lost. Lost and undone without God. Give us a heart of compassion. Give us a heart of grace and mercy. Lord, you said that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Lord, let your grace be upon this congregation. Let it, be, let it be upon us as a people, God. Lord, to reach the unreached, to tell the untold. Lord, to be willing to get our hands dirty, to do whatever it takes to see one person come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're in here tonight, well, everybody put your hands down just a minute. If you're in here tonight and you say, Brother Allen, that's me. I, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never been saved. I haven't asked Jesus to come into my life. I don't know if I died tonight. I don't know that I would go to heaven. And I want to make heaven my home. It's very simple. We'll just say a simple prayer. And tonight, you can be born again. 
If that's you tonight, just slip your hand up real quick. We'll pray a very simple prayer with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the Holy Ghost dealing with you. Conviction is a wonderful thing. We don't like it. But realize that's God loving you, man. He's saying, go down there, pray that prayer. You're my kid. I want to spend eternity with you. But it's your choice. Anybody like that? Going once, going twice. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and let's pray and be dismissed. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for Island Church. Father, we thank you tonight, God, as we go forth, Lord, from this place, God. I thank you that we go out changed. God, I thank you that we go out changed from the inside out. And Father, I ask you, Lord, as we go, Father, I thank you for your safety and protection. Father, we declare Psalms 91 over us, Father. We thank you that there is no evil that shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. Father, we thank you, Lord, as we go out as, 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 as uh, contractors, as, as teachers, as working in the petrochemical. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.